Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday night on TBS from July 4th, 1992. Happy birthday, America. If you are listening to this on YouTube, hit like and subscribe to the channel. We're just a few days away from Christmas. If you're listening to this, the night drops on December 21st, 2023. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, or have a good 25th if you don't celebrate all that stuff. Doc, just me and you this week uh, again as we continue to move things around during this wonderful time of the year and we got a lot going on but how are you i'm tremendous uh so this is december 21st also want to wish everybody a yuletide kwanzaa hanukkah christmas holiday seasons beatings whatever it is that you need time off from work hopefully that's the big one um here in real time, it is still a week out for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so uh, the yeah. Cowboys beat the crap out of the Giants last week in a real workmanlike fashion. Dak is the best quarterback in the NFL. Hopefully nothing's changed uh, by the time we all listen to this. Uh, we got the, the Panthers this weekend. I'm expecting another uh, route to bring us up to, I believe, 7-3, and three, which is, I think, a couple of weeks ago what I said would happen um, if I was – uh, correct about that. I said, we'll get to seven and three. Uh, Thanksgiving's always a little bit of a tussle. Uh, we always tend to make that harder than it has to be in Washington's a little frisky. So we got to see what happens there. Uh, the saints are in, in fairly decent shape, looking, looking good. So we're hopefully by the time we get to Christmas, we are still football happy. Um, other than that, man, it's Christmas time. You done your Christmas shopping yet? Actually, um, I've got a lot of stuff out the way <laughs> already. Go, yeah. I, I've got a little bit out of the way here in November. It, it kind of hurts because my, my daughter's birthday is this year is, is on Thanksgiving. So you got to get that out of the way first. And then you got to stagger it all so that the financial hit doesn't, you know, cripple you. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So That's why I start early. There you go. You spread that shit out over months. Amateurize the, the, the debt. You know what I mean? And it changes when you have an 18-year-old, too, because it's like, okay, you're not an adult yet, but you are kind of in a way. So, you know, all that little shit you got to get when they're young is like, look, I'm going to get you something. But uh, the days of me going broke over you uh, in terms of Christmas shopping, uh, those days are almost done. Now I'm just. Dad, what is this? 
those are some new work shoes. Yeah, that's exactly. Why you give me these? Because yeah, you, <laughs> you were complaining about your feet hurting the other day. What yeah. else you give me? That's it. Yeah, congratulations. You're an adult. You me and my mother, it's funny. You want to know what's funny? My mother-in-law was saying the same thing. Like she's like, "Yeah, you know, once they're once they're eighteen, it's like they're not a kid anymore. You can't keep treating them like a kid." And my, and my wife's like, "Yeah, but no, 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 there's no yeah, but they're eighteen. It's not saying they can support themselves, but there's a big difference between supporting yourself and me giving you gifts you keep, like you're you still keep a going kid. broke for them at Christmas. They're never going to support themselves. You know what I'm saying? There there's a correlation there. Go. Yeah, 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 we like that. Now." Do you have some uh, shout outs that you'd like to put out for the people? Yeah. So, um, you know, Doc and I have been doing tons of work on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And um, I can tell that the people are appreciative because there were a handful of new signups in this last week. I want to thank Anthony. Welcome to the BTT Hall of Fame level. Um, Torinx. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Thanks for signing up and going annual and becoming a patron. And then Joe. A gentleman by the name of Joe also became a new patron within the last week since we last recorded. So I want to give them a shout out. And when I say Doc and I have been doing a lot of work, boy, we have been busting our butts um, during this last month and a half or so. And we've pretty much by the time you this airs, I'm thinking we would have almost gotten through all of wrestlers on Netflix and the reviews we've done there, which that has been a blast. I keep tooting Doc's horn, but I got to toot it again. Doc was like, you got to watch it. I finally tuned into it, and holy crap, it was some of the best stuff I've seen on Netflix in a while. Very enjoyable as we reviewed wrestlers, the OVW docuseries on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And these aren't short shows. Most of them are an hour or more that we've done on these episodes, and it has really, it's really been a blast as we go through It's a way for us to get back and cover something that's not a full federation that we can't commit to as well. Yeah. And, and you know, it's kind of somewhat in the same light that we've done when we do tales from the territories or dark side of the ring. Like it's somewhat like that. Although this was a little different because this is kind of like almost real time in terms of it's more recent than the tales from the territories, like stories and stuff. This is stuff that actually is on film that we're like reviewing. And there's just some interesting storylines in that stuff. There's some interesting characters with dark storm and cash flow and Hollywood, Haley J and Maria and Al snow, lots of fun stuff on wrestlers on Netflix. And um, I told doc this, there's been a lot of folks who are, are, only they've, they, they've told me via email, hey, I, I started watching it because you all were reviewing it. So that's a tip of the hat of some of the stuff that we've done there. But you can become a patron like Anthony, Torrix, Joe, and all the other patrons at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, a great way to support the show. You get tons of extra content. 400 plus Patreon exclusive shows are available there at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. As of this airing, if you sign up and go annual, you will get two months for free. That is for new patrons or existing. If you're currently month to month and you move to annual, you will get two months free when you sign up on Patreon. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That sale is going to be good through almost the end of December. So that is the Christmas sale, which is still going on now. Uh, so thanks for all the new patrons and appreciate the new people who are signing up. Well, I've got a uh, five-star review. Would you like to hear it? Absolutely. Let's hear it. Well, this comes to us from a, a person. 
I, I don't know if they identify as a person or not. So maybe that's. I'm too sure far. they do. Okay. Uh, Amlan, A M L A N, 74. Mm hmm. Best of the best. That's what I'm talking about. That You're has, goddamn right. That's true. That's true. Uh, this show is the most reliable listen in all of podcasting. New episodes drop every Thursday night just in time for a Friday listen. The boys are always entertaining, insightful, and even a little raw, which adds a certain charm to the show. Go get them, Superstar. I like it. And go get them, Superstar. I'm sure is referring to Hard Body Hopper. And he's by out the there, way, you know, he's out there right now, probably scouring the marketplace for uh, any remaining expired uh, Hollywood, uh, Halloween cereals. And uh, getting ready, uh, getting all primed for the Christmas cereal expirations. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, what's funny is uh, our gentleman here, uh, Amland74, when he says that, you know, it does drop every Thursday night on all platforms. You can actually also get it on YouTube on Tuesday nights. I'm sorry, Wednesday nights. It drops a day early on YouTube. That's why I'm always kind of pushing the YouTube channel. Uh, and then you get the video version on the Tuesday night before it drops on Thursday if you're a patron. So, uh, But we appreciate the five-star review. And, Doc, like I always say, leave us a five-star review. We will read it on air. That is a guarantee when we see it because sometimes it doesn't show till days or a few weeks later. And then we're recording a lot of these far in advance. So, But we will read your five-star review on air as soon as we see it. So thank you, Amlan. We appreciate it. For reals. Now, I have a question for you. And oh, it's boy. kind of about wrestling, but it comes from the world of football. Oh, boy. And I think this might be old, but I, it was new to me, and I just saw it the other night. And I thought it would be one of those kinds of discussion points that you would have an interesting take on. I think I need to talk to Mike about that. So I was watching this interview with Brett Favre, my favorite quarterback of all time. He's saying that sarcastically. I can't. He doesn't like any. He doesn't like any Green Bay quarterbacks. Fuck Bart Starr too. While we're at it, Lynn Dickey, Don Mikowski. Who else you got? He hates them all. Yeah, I hate them all. (laughs) But the interviewer asked Brett Favre about the rumors that he wasn't a good, involved mentor. For Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And Brett Favre was just like, that's not my job. I'm here. To, I'm get paid to win football games. And if I'm winning football games. I think I've heard him games, say that before. Huh? I think I've heard him say that before. I'm here to win football games. And so if I'm doing that, I mean, my job is to do that and be a nice enough guy and a good teammate and to lead the team. It's not to teach him how to play football. Okay, and there is a sense that you know there's a there's a duality here, whether it's the wrestling locker room or or any other, you know, is that you're trying to build a team, a sense of team and a community, and to, you're trying to accomplish a goal together, which is, by all estimations, you know, very difficult to do. But it's also your livelihood, and the team is ready to get rid of you the second you're not performing or there's a cheaper option that's, you know, equal of equal value or close. So while I hate Brett Favre and I don't think I would be that way, 
there's some validity to what he's saying. And I've heard, you know, Bradley Beal talk to his AAU team in a wonderful YouTube speech where he said, y'all all don't play as a team and not one of y'all could come get my any of my minutes. I'm not y'all. You just couldn't get my minutes. None of you. What are your thoughts about this in terms of now we're the old heads in the room? Is it the is it the job of the old head to mentor? Because we used to get mad at the boomers for pulling up the ladder after they made it up. What are your thoughts here? I think if you are a good human being, you will do what's right for business. And as I say that, just know that I think as we reviewed Crockett and Dusty's time there, as we were getting working towards the late 80s, you definitely saw that not happening. And part of it is what you just said. The old guy, it's like, wait, you want me to train you and bring you up to take my spot? Like you might do that for positions that aren't your position, but nah, I don't want you taking my spot because then what are they going to do to me? And what happens to me? So it's really hard for the old dude because see it's one like in Favre's example this like he ain't he can lend help also to cornerbacks in a way of like hey when a QB does this you need to look for this or when this QB does this you need to look for this or a linebacker same thing like he can lend help but if you're directly trying to replace me like I see why you wouldn't want to be the person to get them ready because at the end of the day, you're about self-preservation for yourself and not for your whole team. And I'm not a huge far fan. I, I think he threw way too many interceptions as I say that, well, let me, let me but I recognize is, how gonna, good of a, I recognize his talent in terms of it's not my job to get Aaron Rodgers ready. So let's do this. Let's let's as we start to transition towards this episode of wrestling, you know, we're in 1992. Do you think the Greg Valentines, the Dick Slaters, the the Arn Andersons, the Larry Zabiscos are helping the Brian Pillmans, the Bagwells and the Dustin Rhodes in the back? I'm not saying in the ring. They're they're gaining a valuable invaluable experience by being in the ring and learning. But in the back, it's like, hey kid, come here for a second. Let me let me talk to you. No, I, I think it's a little different because like you they're I can see all those guys you just mentioned helping the young guys because at the end of the day, we gotta go out there and dance together. And if you can't fucking dance well, then that's a problem for me too. Like now I look like crap. So I think that's a little bit different discussion okay. than if you're if you're the you're like the main person and they bring in this talent. They, they, here's 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 how I look at it. Like, let's say let's say you are you're Dusty. While Dusty was getting Magnum ready, Dusty wasn't getting Magnum ready until Dusty was ready to exit stage left. And Dusty didn't leave Crockett on his own terms. Let's just remember that. So, and Magnum had his accident. So that kind of derails kind of what I'm trying to say. But if it would have played out, Dusty would not have given that quote unquote top 
babyface spot. Now, whether you believe Dusty was a top babyface at that point is is subjective, I guess, too. But Dusty's not going to give that spot up until Dusty says he's ready. Also, he's not putting that crown on anybody else. He's fixed. Figured out one person, Magnum TA. That's the one that's that's the guy that I want to give this, you know, spot to. But he still ain't doing it until he's ready to do it. Like it's all on him. And if he starts hemming and hawing and like, eh, I don't know about doing this yet, it's still a dusty call up until the time he gets, you know, Magnum gets hurt. But if Magnum doesn't get hurt, it's a, it's it's a dusty call until Dusty gets fired. So that's what I'm saying. It ultimately. It's different when you're talking about the top person versus a bunch of veterans in the back just trying to help guys out. Because, see, that's the thing about wrestling is, you know, when that person is tabbed as the the blue chipper and the person who, okay, this is the guy. Because I think back to like Roman's rise. Part of the thing that I think was hard for him was everybody, the smart fans and all the fans knew McMahon tabbed him like you heard the stories so that made people rebel now in that's a little different than what you're asking because we're talking about a Vince McMahon nobody's going to tell him what he can and can't do at that point but in general a top like if you're talking about the guy that's going to replace whoever the current guy is yeah that's tough they're they're probably not going to help but in the example you gave is a little different because you're talking about a bunch of veterans trying to help out the pillmans and, and the people like that so i don't i don't know it, it's interesting but it's a little different when you're talking about not the top guy yeah and i look I at Favre as the top guy at that point and him saying that i believe it 100 and i understand where he's coming from i might not agree with it but i understand well, and I think that one of the things you said is is that there's more of a self-interest from the wrestlers to have dance partners in that regard that, that somebody didn't think about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we look at the world differently on this side, uh, on the downhill slide, than we did on the uphill climb. 100%. I mean, it's natural. Now, you've, you said it on the show years ago when when – you probably don't remember, and I don't remember I don't. the specific example, but you were you were talking about how, you know, the old, just in general, how the old guys don't want to let go of their spot. And at the end of the day, why would they? That's their livelihood. I mean, yeah, if I'm Ivan Koloff in 1987, 88, I don't want to let go of no. what I what I have here because then. That's my livelihood. I can't make the kind of money. Now I got to go work security somewhere. Shit. Right. Now I got to go get a job. So now, as I say that, the Dick Slaters of the world, I don't know. I just don't see that dude. He was just kind of a prick. I I can't see him helping out the talent. Greg Valentine, I kind of can just just because. Um, But yeah, like there are some guys you named in there that I can see like, no, they're not trying to help nobody. So, so that doesn't apply to these old 80 year old people running my country though. They need to go home. Yeah. That's a different story. Um, you know, I don't care what side they're on. I'm, I'm, I need them. To, I need them. To, I need them to go retire, man. Come on. G- give me some fresh blood. The, 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 my wife and I have had that discussion too, uh, recently related to, uh, that topic. But, um, all right. Um, anything else before we start the main portion of the show? Man, I'll, let's I'll talk about some, going. some July the 4th fireworks. 
wrestling. All brother. right. We're a week out um, from the, uh, we're eight days from the Great American Bash. Uh, we're starting to really feel the the effects of the Bill Watts era. And uh, as we get through the Beach Blast highlights, which again would have been key for me back in the day, but now it's just an opportunity to jump ahead 10 seconds at a time. <laughs> we're we're going to come to the to Jim Ross, and he's got Ron Simmons with him, and Ron is looking good in a suit there. Yeah. This is July 4th, 1992. The intro to the show, Jim Ross opens it. He's got Ron Simmons with him in a suit, calling the action. Ron looks great. They almost immediately head to the ring at center stage. For the record, this was taped June 29th of 1992. Uh, as we go to the first match. But yeah, Ron Simmons is on commentary with JR. The show definitely has a different feel to it. Not at Watts' uh, book in the territory. He can't book it like us, though, as I say that. Um, Doc, I'm going to go to the first match, but any, anything else from the opening? Uh, we go to the, the first match pretty quick. No. All right, so first matchup. Greg Valentine and Dick Slater take on Big Josh and Marcus Bagwell. Doc, I was not a fan of this match at all. They were sleepwalking through this thing. Even the finish felt like they didn't give a damn. That's my notes from this. Uh, I, I, yeah. I got three tough bastards in Bagwell. Mm-hmm. I thought, um, is Slater replacing Terry Taylor? I think, no, no. Taylor's still going to be there. I mean, in the tag team. Oh, I, that tag team's no more. Okay. Um, I thought Slater looked okay here. I mean, this is the first time we've seen him. Well, we saw him with the hardliners or whatever it was before him and Murdoch said, screw this, several months back, remember? Okay. Thing with Steiner when Steiner hurt his arm or whatever, and Dick Murdoch was like, "Yeah, I, I'm not doing this bullshit." I don't. Know, it feels like it was a year ago, but I know it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Well, since you don't have much, let me just say Slater Paul drives Bagwell, and they they pin him, and I'm like, "Why did they pin Bagwell here?" Like I said, this I was not a fan of this match. It just didn't. It felt like they sent the young guy out there to just get beat on. And yeah, Slater pile drives Bagwell. And like, look at that finish. Look how lazy that is. Something was something, you know, the more I think about it, something is up in this match because Big Josh is on the outside. Slater just, just slowly picks up Bagwell for a pile driver. He pile drives him. Bagwell goes down. Slater goes to pin him. Big Josh could have broken the the pin up and he doesn't. He just taps Slater on the head. Look look how they're standing around. He just pile driver your opponent. Like why are you looking so sleepy and lazy? Maybe they this all, is bullshit. Maybe they all blazed one at the shoot Dude. I, I mean I don't not putting it past their mind. It just kind of, this was not good. And again, one of your up and comers takes a pin, so there's that. 
Continuing right along, because we go immediately to almost the next match uh, after commercial, it's the Steiner Brothers, who are your WCW World Tag Champs, and they recently won the IWGP belts too. Uh, they are taking on Randy Starr and Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Um, not very long. Doc, your thoughts? <laughs> Steiner beat their asses. 12.28, please. Yes, sir. Let's go to it. We're at 12.18 right here. So uh, tell us what we're looking for. We're looking for the one that got Oli. All right. So Randy Starr gets in. Scott Steiner's in the ring. Collar and elbow. And Scott picks him <laughs> up. That's the move. See, with the move, when he picked him up, when he picked Oli up, he held him in the air. And then Oli yeah. was like, oh, shit. I'm too old for this. He just kind of slammed this guy as soon as he picked him up. Right. <laughs> All right. What else? And then 1353. Yeah, did Scott, so we're working towards a finish now. Did Scott jump super early? Like, I was like, he jumped too early for the Frankensteiner. But he got it. It was weird. Like, I was like, holy shit, he jumped too soon. Yeah. He does a and tilt he, whirl on Parker, and then here it comes. Was that normal, or did he jump soon? No. Okay. I'm look at it again. It looks all right. I, it looks... He kind of almost looks like he levitates in air for a while. I know. No, nah, no, nah, it was good. It was it was fine. I mean, he made it work in it, but it's just like, damn, he holds in the air for a long time for a big fella. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, nah, it was fine. I think it was fine. Uh, speaking of things that aren't fine, though, <laughs> after Scott and Rick pin Star or Parker, we're going to go to a promo from these two guys. And, uh, well... Rick Steiner's got something interesting to say. Here it is. Well, first of all, congratulations are in order. The new IWGP Tag Team Champions, the Steiner Brothers. But you're not going to have a great deal of time to savor that victory tomorrow night right here in Atlanta in the Omni. It's Dr. S. Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. The prize, the world tag team title, Scotty. You know, Jim Ross, before we even wrestled Steve, Dr. Death Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy, we knew they were one of the top tag team in the world. And I thought we were going to go at it like man to man, face to face. But you, Terry Gordy, came from behind, hit my knee and tried to take me out of wrestling. Well, let me tell you something about the match in the Omni. We asked for it. We want the rematch. We're going to go at it like men to men. And me and my brother are going to go at it like there's no tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day at 7.30 in the Omni, Big, Big Rick. You know, Gordy and William said it from Japan. Say Japan's the best. Japan's this, Japan's that. Well, they're nothing but a yellow bunch of cheaters. They ain't fit for Rusty. Gordy Williams, me and my brother get you in the Omni. It's going to be nothing but sucking noodles for you boys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the big matchup in the Omni. Georgia Power Safety Night, and we'll be right back. Well, mm. <laughs> he called them yellow. Yeah, I missed that um, the first time while I was focusing on the noodles part. So, yeah, that, that, yeah. And then he told us, Gordy and Williams, it's going to be nothing but sake and noodles for you boys. Hmm. All right, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. I say this all the time. I ain't judging nobody by the actions of 1992, but the world was a different place <laughs> with the stuff you could just say. Yeah. We've seen a lot. I mean, JYD, now you see how it feels when somebody try to buy you. Oh, no, we don't want no Toyota. Oof. All right, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, but, hey, we're going to get a match with these two. Another one, I should say. 
Anything else? <laughs> no. I, anytime Oof. those four guys want to wrestle like that, I'm good. Yeah, you pretty much mean beat the shit out of each other. Right. All right, let's continue. Cactus Jack is taking on the Italian Stallion in the next match. They talk about Cactus attacking Steamboat at Beach Blast. Uh, Doc, I have a timestamp of 1805. Do you have anything before I get to that one, though? Yeah, I'm going to be there with you now. Um, we haven't seen the Italian Stallion in a few years. Is that correct? Uh, on this show, for sure. Maybe if he's done another one that we haven't been watching, but we haven't seen him on Saturday Night in a while. Okay. And um, JR does mention during this match that Buddy Rogers has recently passed. God, 1992, he's been dead that long. Holy shit. Dude, the time waits for no one. Um, Cactus does a cannonball onto Italian oh, Stallion on the floor, and, and Stallion catches the brunt of it because he lands on him. He lands on his Well, if he doesn't land on him, he's going to land on the concrete floor. Right, so good for Cactus. There's not a lot of room out there. Uh, that was the main note I had for Miss because it was pretty quick. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was long pretty at all. quick. Uh, Cactus is going to win. He hits a. He rolls Stallion into the ring. He's going to hit Stallion with a bulldog, and then he hits him with the double arm underhook DDT, and that's how they finish it off. As we watch it here, here's the bulldog, and then we get the double arm DDT right after, and Cactus for the win. Um, anything else, Doc, from this one? No, ma'am. All right. Uh, thank you. I'm I'm a sir, but that's quite all right. Yes, sir. Uh, we do get a promo from Cactus. Did you have anything from it? It gets cut. It gets cut off. I didn't have anything from it, to be honest. I don't either. It gets there's like a cut in the tape or something. Um, so we don't really get to hear most of it. Um, but we'll continue. Uh, Ricky Steamboat takes on Bob Cook. Uh, Cactus joins commentary for uh, or joins the booth a commentary booth for this one cactus calls steamboat a homicidal maniac and then politely says i made him that way uh cactus is really finding his like i don't know how to describe it he's he's becoming cactus he's he's did you kind of do you feel that way during this time period he's becoming what we then kind of know him to be it's happened over time. I don't want to say, but you really start to feel, at least for me, I started to feel that way. What do you think? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why Cactus is mad at Steamboat all of a sudden. Did I miss something? Um, did they, did they positioned it as like Paulie's like Hitman? But I oh. agree. I don't know if it's really been talked about enough. That's a good point because it's kind of like it came out of thin air. And it really probably shouldn't have like they maybe they, you know what? It screams. It screams. Bill Watts came in. Let's get something going. I'm not blaming Watts. I'm saying, what are we going to do here? And then it's like, okay, let's, let's, let's hurry up and do this. Like, cause it did. There there was no real thought to a a long-term reason why he would be that way. I mean, I, again, I know it's because Paul Lee is like sending him as a hitman, but I don't know. It's just not happened quick. And I popped at the end with Cactus on Color where he's like rooting Bob Cook on. He's like, come on, Cookie. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
they don't go for too long. I mean, it's Steamboat versus Cook. So what are you, you know, what are you really doing here? But uh, anything before I go to the finish? No, I hit the finish, bro. So Steamboat hits an elbow to the stomach and then a chop to the head. And then Steamboat is going to pin Cook uh, for the win. The matches are weird this week. 25 minutes in, and I I just feel like the matches we've seen, it's just kind of slow, plotting, go through the motions. There's nothing really happening too much. But did you get that feeling, or is it just me? I think it's a little bit you right here. Okay. You like wrestling, right? So I shouldn't. I'm, I I'm would go so hard. far as to say I love wrestling. Okay. The next match, Brad Armstrong is taking on Pat Rose of Smoky Mountain Wrestling fame. I think we all know who Pat Rose is if you listen to our SMW or you listened to our SMW shows. Which, by the way, we're like four years removed from that now. Can you believe that? Yeah. That's amazing. I can. Um, Scotty Flamingo joins JR on commentary. Yeah, boy. He's Gotta not good. Little clown. He is not He's, good. <laughs> Brad comes out to no music, but Flamingo is trying to make the case that they should rename the light heavyweight title to the Flamingo division. And I was like, what are you talking about? It was, he's not good on commentary, but I'll let you talk about that since you made the point. Yeah. He's, he says Jim Ross, the turn he calls Jim Ross, Jim Ross so many times he's talking too much. He's excited. It's take. one of those things where you, you're given the opportunity to be on commentary on national television. And it's like, I just feel like it's kind of like, OK, I got to I got to do, you know, I got to make sure I I got to make sure I say a lot. It's hard because it's like an opportunity. So you don't want to not use your time wisely. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100 percent. You're trying to maximize your minutes, but the, you're not you don't have the, the tools and skills yet. Yeah. All right, anything before we go to the finish? Because, again, they're just kind of plodding through this episode at this point. We're getting people exposure. That's what we're doing. You didn't argue. I mean, no. You're you're wrong. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. I mean, they all can't be five stars, right? We're trying to, we're trying well, to let you see the, the stars of the promotion. Armstrong hits Rose with the side rushing leg sweep and Brad Armstrong wins as Flamingo promises at the Omni tomorrow night that he will defend his title and and win his match against Brad. Remember, he's a light heavyweight title holder. He's supposed to be wrestling Brad tomorrow at the Omni on the 5th uh, for the title. So we'll have to stay tuned and see how that turns out. Maybe, you know, maybe you get a title change. I don't know. I'm just guessing, even though I kind of know what happens. Anyway, any other thoughts, Doc, before we continue? No. I heard your page turn, so that means continue. We then go to the next match, which is Steve Austin, who is our world TV champion, versus Michael P.S. Hayes. Paul Lee joins JR on commentary. Paul Lee uh, is concentrating on making sure everyone knows that Wyndham doesn't stand a chance against his guy, Steve Austin. And JR mentions to stay with us because the Barbarian is here. Yeah. It's been four years since we've seen barbarian and wcw he left i believe in 1988 if we're keeping track of this correctly anyway uh let me throw to you i do have a timestamp of the 40 minute mark but let me go to you uh see what you got interesting matchup here i think um you know 
the thing one of the things I noticed here is that it, it is somewhat amusing to me, not amusing, interesting. That you see Austin out there, and he's not wearing knee pads. But uh, a few years time, later, yeah. a few years later, he's wearing machinery <laughs> on those knees. I don't uh, know if you caught it, but that's the uh, that is that that is not the world TV title that Pee Wee's holding up. I don't care. I think that's a, think that's a six man. If I don't point that out, you'll have an idiot like fucking Crankmaster Javorski who will email me and send me six hundred messages about how I didn't notice that. Way to notice it. Yeah, maybe we should give him a cookie, right? No, he just. But you make a good point about Austin. Those legs are bare right now. <laughs> And in <laughs> six years, seven years, they're going to have like Iron Man like metal around them. Lineman titanium knee braces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good Life point. Happens. Life comes at you fast, brother. For the record, I don't think that's why he wears the knee braces then. I just think. Yeah, um, I don't. I. I ugh. Dude, that kid, beyond your bone hitting the the mat, the, the, it's that canvas is abrasive to skin. That's the part about why knee pads to me were needed more than just dropping to your knee. Because that's it, enough it, like, for me. So there you go. Like, like, don't get me wrong. It hurts if you drop a knee on a just you know if it's well padded. But canvas, that canvas shreds skin. Like I can remember like my elbows would just be raw because I didn't wear no elbow pads. I wore knee pads. My elbows would just be raw from the canvas. And that and that's knee, the part that gets knees. me when I see. You always had problems with your knees being raw, sure. being on them. You see how you are? Yeah, I'm just trying to say. Mr. You Mr. Woke over from... there, Mr. Woke over there uh, uh, making fun of my knees. I got you. All right. Okay. Somebody out there is listening for the first time is like, what, what are you talking about? What's wrong with these two? We're talking about wrestling. what we want talk to talk about, assholes. That's what we do here. <laughs> All right, We're let's keep say going. We're going to say the things that we want to say, and that's how this show's going to go. And the sponsors of this show, the patrons, seem to like it. All right, let's continue. Oh, 3825. I thought you were going to have something else. 3825. Um, I'm at 3818. What are we looking for here? That's 39, you blind bastard. Oh. 3825, you said? Yes. Drop down, leapfrog, Hayes catches Austin with a punch. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Good sequence. Yeah, I like that. That was a nice little sequence. Both these guys are good punch throwers. Yeah. If Hayes is nothing else, he's a good working punch thrower. I don't think Michael Hayes is that bad. I think he gets a bad rap. He's not Dynamite Kid, but he's not George Go or Nick Goulas either. George Goulas. For the, for, the, for the era he worked in, he was perfect. Yep. That's the key. It's all about the context in the era. Sure thing, and brother. Yeah. So at the 40-minute mark, the crowd comes alive as Hayes was about to hit Austin with a DDT, but Austin backdrops him and then hits Hayes with the stun gun. Uh, it looked awkward, but they did yep. get a three count. But did you notice on a three count, Hayes kicks out 
like right as they're hitting three. Mm-hmm. Made me wonder, like, was that supposed to be a finish? Why did Hayes do that? I don't like Austin's finisher. Well, it's because at the time it's um, we've seen it from like Eddie Gilbert and others have kind of done that. Uh, Hayes messed that finish up. That wasn't on Austin. He's swinging wildly as Austin's trying to go backwards to drop him on the rope. Um, I don't know. I mean, like the thing is, it's easy for us to say we don't like it because we know he ends up doing the the the, the Stone Cold Stunner, which is such a memorable finisher. And seeing Vince take it in awkward ways for a million times, right? Yeah, and I would bet you if you asked Stone Cold, he'd say, I wish I'd have kept that because it's less wear and tear on the body than dropping, you know, down to your butt and compressing your spine. Maybe. Any other thoughts, Doc, is Austin defeats Hayes before we go to Paul Lee's promo here. Hit it, brother. Let's go to Steve Austin. Uh, Paul Lee dangerously end up being with Jim Ross. Here it is. Well, it was an outstanding victory for stunning Steve Austin. But I, I can't believe you got to be joking that Austin can beat Barry Windham in five minutes. I told Jimbo we were talking about Thursday night that you could beat Barry Windham in just five minutes. Tell him about it. Ross, I'm going to tell Barry Windham, and I'm going to tell the world. I am the world's greatest athlete. I am the longest reigning world television champion of all time. I would destroy Barry Windham in five minutes. As a matter of fact, it'd be like pulling the wings from a fly. Hey, Austin, I hear by way of the monitor in the dressing room that you think you can beat me in five minutes. Well, I tell you what, pal, I can't get you to stay in the ring with me for five minutes. Well, there's a challenge right there. Who do you think you Austin. His way to the ring. And this match, well, there's no match scheduled here. Wyndham not going to lay back and be challenged and wait a minute here come several of the athletes out of the locker room the referees are in the ring trying to get a little order restored there's only anderson the senior official in wcw he's i think only's telling the referees to get out of the ring what's going on here cowboy bill watts is out there As if an impromptu lumberjack, but there's no, uh, there are no referees. There's Cowboy Bill Watts coming. Bill, what's going on? Jim, I've never believed in breaking up a fight as long as it's legal. Steve Austin could have walked away from Barry Wyndham's challenge. But by gosh, when two guys want to take it on as long as it's even, let's hook them up. All right, well, they've hooked it up, all right. Wyndham with that shoulder block. All right, so... Austin calls out Barry. Barry says, I heard what you said. Let's do it. They square off in a ring. Watts says, let them settle if they want to settle it. But the key is here, there's no there's no ref. So although it's Austin versus Wyndham, they're in the ring going at it. There's no ref. But that doesn't stop them from fighting. And they actually make multiple pin attempts. Wyndham does at least. Um, there's a bunch of wrestlers on the outside. What, what are your thoughts on this, Doc? I thought this was great. And this is one of those things that is a benefit of having Watts running things, which is 
Let's let's get some let's get some in ring animosity out. Let's let them fight. Let's let's settle things. And I liked it. Um, I'm not. I, I think it's a little weird how Watt seems to be sexually aroused by by male on male violence. <laughs> He's always been like that. Yeah. Let's hook him up. Let's hook him up. That's his, but, one of his favorite sayings. Yeah, but but man, if you're talking Wyndham and in Austin, and they got a personal issue, I say let's do it. And I like the way this was done. And it's they're trying to prove something over a title and who's the best, and they're great. I like this a lot, and I like the fact that it's like, nah, we ain't gonna break it up. Let them go. Shit. And my only thought was. As I'm watching Wyndham here, who's tremendous, is I wonder what Wyndham's 19 late half of the 90s would have looked like if he worked out and stayed in some shape. I don't think he was in horrible shape, but he just but he did get big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you get big and you get older, it starts hurting joints. Snowballs. Yeah, snowballs on you. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, they go for a little while. Um, I think it's good in the fact that they're out there just brawl. I mean, they're not brawling. They're actually having a wrestling match. Yeah. They're trying to make pins on each other, but there's no ref, which is interesting. Finally, as they work towards like what I'll call a finish, eventually Wyndham catches Austin with a lariat, and then Dustin, who's been on the outside the whole time, he rolls in. He's going to count the pin, and although it wasn't a legit loss, for Austin, the crowd loses their minds because Austin, quote unquote, loses, even though there's no ref. So if your goal here is to get your baby face over without your heel actually losing, because he doesn't really lose. He's still going to have his belt. There's no real match. Look at the crowd. They're going nuts. And Paulie's pissed, mm-hmm. but Austin's still a champion. So. This is a clever way to get over, not that Wyndham needed to get over, but to put some shine on somebody who just lost the belt more recently back to Austin, make him look good. You know, he even holds the belt up. Like, you know, they, they, they're, putting a little, they're putting a little shine on him when he, he's not even a champion. So it, it's kind of a clever way to do it. Um, they even still do this today sometimes. So this is good old school stuff here, if we're being fair. So, like you said, good stuff. Any other thoughts before I go to Paul Lee's promo where he's pissed? No. Let's go to Paul. Paul's mad at what just went down. Let's see what he's got to say. And we're back here, ladies and gentlemen, at center stage on WCW Saturday night. Paul, you, you're the one who said he could beat him in five minutes. You did not call anybody bluff, Barry Windham. You have your whole stinking gang out here. Get to protect your high. This was not a sanction match. Steve, just be the top 10 contender. But if you want to play with Stunning Steve Austin tomorrow night in the Omni, you have a match with Stunning Steve Austin. And if it goes over five minutes, it's only because he's going to torture you so bad that you're going to curse your stinking mother for the day that you were born tomorrow night. All right, well, you need to settle down. And fans, let's go back up to Tony Gillum. Ladies and gentlemen, the following. All right, uh, my only comment is Paul is pissed. <laughs> he should be. This he good. should be. Yeah. Yeah, he should be pissed. All right, Doc. Well, let's continue because, um, I mean, there's really not much, nothing more. I mean, he's making a great point, and it makes a lot of sense. 
the Barbarian comes out. He's taking on a gentleman by the name of Steve Pritchard. And Barbarian is going to make very quick work of this Pritchard fellow. Beat the crap out of him. Barbarian looks really good. He's still in great shape. Uh, he doesn't look as jacked as he did, but he's still a very big man. It um, maybe it's just me because I haven't seen him in a while from the time of us doing this. But your thoughts on Barbarian finishing off Pritchard with a big boot or anything else uh, as we see him here? He looks good. He's back. And he put a big boot in that guy's face at the end. Yeah, buddy. Yes, he did. Here, I'm going to go to it now. Uh, the finish, that is. Big boot to the face. Here it comes. Guy takes it great. Boop. He actually barely grazed him, I think. But uh, looked, looked phenomenal. One, two, let's three. Look, let's watch the wins. replay then because I think they get it from the other angle. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let's see how the work looks. Come on. Four years since we've seen him. Yeah. Here. In here. I mean, yeah, here's a replay. Yeah, we get the camera angle from the apron. Bloop. He barely grazed him. He yep, still barely nice grazed him. Barbarian's yeah. one of those guys that he's good for a pop, but let's see how we feel about him in a month when they don't have anything for him. And it's like, okay, what's he doing? Actually, they do a. I don't know what they do because I've never seen this shit, Mike. Yeah, no, no, no. They're not gonna like just shit on him in a month. Like it's he's he's gonna be involved in. I'm gonna call it some important stuff. I'll leave it at that. Sounds good. Let's continue. Greg Valentine is out here, and he's not happy with Dustin Rhodes. Please don't. Don't what? Play this. Why? It's terrible. He called. I'm playing it. The air today, you said you wanted some time to get something off your chest. So what's bothering you so badly? We know something, Jim Ross. I've been quiet for a long time, and I've got something I want to get off my chest. I want to say something about this young little punk, Dustin Rhodes. Now, you call Dustin Rhodes the natural. You call him the natural maybe because he is a great athlete. Or a great professional wrestler. But as far as Greg the Hammer Valentine's concerned, Dustin Rose didn't earn that name by himself. He was born with that name. And the man that made that name was Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. He inherited it. And you know something, Jim Ross? Dusty Rhodes, American Dream, Greg the Hammer Valentine used to beat him every day when he was active and twice on Sunday. So Dustin Rhodes, what I'm telling you, you are nothing but a snot-nosed punk. You understand? Greg the Hammer Valentine is calling you a snot-nosed punk. All right. Well, if I'd have known that, you would have got it. And fans, we'll be back. (laughs) Doc, you're there. Or did you put your headset down? Yeah, I had to go take a piss while you played this crap. <laughs> you really hated that as much as I did. That's why I played Why it. is this happening? I don't know, man. Okay, let's let's keep going. I don't know, man. I, I can't answer it, dude. It's... <sighs> Bill Watts wanted to send the old-timer out there to go say... I don't know. It's all right. The next match is Beautiful Bobby Eaton versus the Sleep Monster. 
Sleep Monster misses a drop kick. Eaton hits Sleep Monster with a belly to back and pins him. Right guy won. Okay, so let me help you out here because we have new listeners each and every week that don't know what you mean. That is, he means Tom Zink. Eaton might be the best opponent for Zink because he can make him look good. All three guys in the ring there are dead. Oh my God, that's true. I didn't think about that till you said it. Yeah, the only person involved in this match who's not is Paul on the outside. And if he doesn't lose some weight, he's going to be next. Man, Paul's big, man. We, we've said this um, for years. I don't, I don't understand, but um, earlier in the in the show, we beat Bagwell. Now we're beating Zink. So, so much for your baby, young baby face, uh, white meat baby faces. I mean, this they beat quick. Zink all the time. What do you? I mean, like Zink's done jobs for everybody. Man, Vader, quick, the Phantom. Too. Like we always beat Zink. That's another reason why I can't take him serious. Yeah, they're, they're, it, they're, through no fault of his own, he's always been just all right. Go out there and put Vader over when he comes in. All right, go out there and put uh, the Phantom over. Tom Zink's always like they. To be fair to him, I call him the sleep monster, but they've all they've always crapped on him. Okay. Yeah, I got nothing from this. I already said who won. Belly to back, Z-Man gets pinned. Any thoughts? Uh, no. All right. So we bef- we we continue right along. Bobby Eaton wins. Before we go to before we go to Terry Gordy, Jim Ross is going to throw to a replay of the Steiners losing to Gordy and Doctor Death at the Clash of Champions in the second round in a second round match of the NWA world tag team title tournament for those belts. Um, any thoughts on the replay doc before I go to Terry Gordy? Let's hit Gordy, man. Free bird mountain. Free bird mountain. All right, here we go. Uh, Gordy is a uh, cutting a promo uh, with Jim Ross. You see it once again, and bam, bam, I've got to remind you that the chop block that you used on Scott Steiner's leg has been outlawed in the National Football League. Well, hey, let me tell you something. This is not the National Football League. This is WCW professional wrestling. This is not college wrestling. This is nothing like this is professional wrestling. If you can't take a little pain, don't step up into the ring. Now, let me say this. Plain and clear, you asked me to come out on the interview, let me talk. Okay, we have eliminated the Steiners from the tournament. Now what we're going to do next, we're going into the Omni in Atlanta, and we're going to take the WCW World Titles. Now you probably want to ask me where Doc's at. Doc's training right now, okay? But our main thing that we have on our mind right now is taking them WCW world titles, and I'm fixing to go make an example out of this sport. All right, well, Terry Bam Bam Gordy on his way to the ring. Remember, Gordy and Williams meet the Steiners tomorrow night in the Omni for the world tag titles. Let's go back up to Tony Gillum. So they're doing a lot of these matches with them lately, uh, which is, hey, you want to drive to the Omni tomorrow night or what? Let's do it, man. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. Um, I I really liked... Jim Ross here because I felt like Jim Ross set up Gordy great because Gordy's the heel. You know, the chop block you use on Steiner's leg is outlawed in the NFL. And Gordy's like, this ain't the NFL. This is WCW professional wrestling. That was great. I love Gordy. 
everything yeah, me he too. does. He's turned from the baby fat, ba- you know, brawler to this ras mauler that's leaned out a bit here. He manhandles Larry Santo. God, I just man, I just see when I look at a guy like Terry Gordy, I see a guy you can draw all kinds of money with. In 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 well, my perfect per- world, in my wrestling promotion. Well, that's exactly what they did with him and Doctor Death in Japan, and that's exactly what they did in World Class from eighty-two to eighty-four. He's believable, man. He gets out that Freebird van in World Class and starts flopping around on the bruh, <laughs> bruh. It's fucking phenomenal. He He's would take- rear back from like. <laughs> All the way back behind him to throw those bombs from Freebird Mountain. I love, I mean, this is just reminding me and elevating Terry Gordy in my mind, and I'm here for it. I want to give him all of his flowers. No. Well, he's deceased, so we can give him his flowers. There you go. But living people don't get flowers. Here's the only thing I'm going to say about the finish. Give me back the Asiatic spike since he's a Japan dude. Stick that thumb in somebody's throat so far it comes out the other <laughs> side, man. Come on. They're not going to do that. Come on. I mean, he hits him with a spine buster and then he does like a like a like Cena's finisher except he rolls him over. Uh, did, isn't that how you took it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fine. Uh, he's he's he is lean here, man. Gordy, that that if you've never seen it, they do they do these they do a bunch of vignettes, obviously, right in world class. But that vignette where they they pull up in the Freebird van and he's hollering and screaming, that that freaking dude starts taking bumps on the concrete in the middle of the summer in Dallas, which is twofold. Awesome. Because one, it's concrete and two, it's sizzling hot. Cause it's probably a hundred degrees that day. You could literally fry an egg on that concrete. They did. So look, here's the thing. They did so many great, clips like that in world class outside of the ring that it's i i can't even recall all of them off top my head and tell you about them until i see them because there's the one there's that one there's the one where they're in the bar um they're eating steak there's one where they're in their quote-unquote house and they got the stars and bars behind them as mercer interviews them there's so many clips and video packages of them in world class they were stars, man. And look, I know that Von Eric movie actually, as of this drop in doc, that Von Eric movie comes out on the 22nd, I believe the iron claw. I told Danny Flamingo this because he's, he's younger than us. So he didn't watch it real time there. The Viner, you cannot tell the Von Eric story and they are not as over as they are without Michael Hayes, Buddy Roberts and Terry Gordy. They made that go can't agree more. we hated them back then but they are everything in that feud you do not have don't it's not doc it doesn't pop until they slam the cage door in his head 
That territory is sleepy. It's nothing happening. They turn, because a lot of people don't remember that they came in as baby faces. They turn and the territory explodes. Explodes. And Terry Gordy is a huge part of that. And uh, I'm like you. It brings me back to good times. Yes, ma'am. Sir. Stop doing that. I all right, get, let's dude, see. I, I get confused. I do that all the time to my kids. I use the wrong one. They're like, it could be weird. It's it's not you. I mean, it is you, but it's not you. Don't flatter yourself, pal. Jim Ross says we have a big announcement for all the fans. So let's hear from Bill Watts in this next clip. Welcome back to TBS on WCW Saturday night here with the executive vice president of wrestling for TBS, Cowboy Bill Watson. Bill, I know you've got a, a big announcement for all the fans. Well, first of all, I sure hope the fans are enjoying the fireworks here on the 4th of July because we've had some fireworks in the ring. And you're right, Jim. You know, I've been studying the tag team situation. And we have the WCW World's Championship. We have the NWA tournament going on. And then the Steiners just came back with that title they won in Japan. And we have the U.S. tag team title. And I don't think that more is better. I think we want quality and not quantity. And I'd like to start concentrating on, on consolidation matches where we end up with one champion in each division. So the month of July is going to be the last month the U.S. Tag Team title is going to be defended here on WCW. It has a long heritage, but whoever ends up with it at the end of this month of July, they're going to be the last U.S. Tag Team Champions, because we're going to concentrate on those world's titles, and hopefully we're going to get a consolidation match, Jim. Well, Bill, I know that they, so many great teams have helped the U.S. Tag Titles over the years, so whatever team ends up at the end of July, right now the Freebirds are the champions. It's going to be uh, quite an honor for them. It certainly is, and, and, and certainly it'll, it'll be a stepping stone to the WCW World's Title match, and that's what we're most interested in. Well, it looks like we're going to have a visitor here. You know, there's some favorite words. Somebody said something not too long ago. If two men have a beef or two men have a little trouble among what's another, that they should be able to solve that right there in the ring. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. Since the United States Tag Team titles are going to be vacated, they are going to be taken back to the World Championship Wrestling, we think right here that the Freebirds ought to obligate their contract and wrestle this man a barbarian and Dick Slater for them titles. Well, he is right about one thing. Things should be settled in the ring, but when there's titles at stake, it has to be a sign match, Dick. So you've issued a challenge. I've got no problem with that. You need to take it to the committee that's the matchmaking committee. And if they sign it, we can get it here on television. The best thing for us to do as a barbarian, I retire the United States Heavyweight Tag Team titles around us. We would like that very much so. Thank you very much, Dick Slater. Thank you, Cowboy Bill Watts. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get, we got more action for you. Let's go back up to the ring. Um, I got a couple things. One of them, this is like the end of the Freebirds uh, <laughs> in WCW. But uh, your thoughts on Bill Watts' announcement here and then Slater? I got no problem with it because we haven't – those U.S. titles are – who's got them or upheld or in a tournament more than they're being actively defended. So this is fine for me. Do you know how many times they no. vacated, deactivated, vacated these things? Too many. It's been 
like four times for sure, a combination of deactivated and vacated. That's why I think it's multiple. There's been multiple times. One, the first time was when, if you probably remember this, like when, um, no, I don't even know if it's the first time, but I remember like Bobby and Stan. Remember when they had to like give them up? No. Because they won the world titles. There was a promo they cut where they both had them. You don't remember it. Okay, good. I can't say that that's something that's going to be in my memory. No. There was another time when uh, I think Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner had it and they split up. So they like deactivated them then. And then they brought them back like in 1990. They had a tournament and think Z-Man and Pillman won it or some shit. They've constantly just treated the U.S. tag titles as almost like nothing. So I don't have a problem with them getting rid of them. And I think this is the last time that they get rid of them. I think this is it. I, I don't remember for sure, but we've had a hundred U S tag title tournaments. It feels like, uh, over the years and yeah. So whatever. Um, but I think it's dumb Slater and Barbarian. Hey, we want to be the last ones. What? Yeah. I don't, yeah it's not. If you're deactivating them, just deactivate them. Or I got a better idea. Just don't say nothing. Because what they do, because the way they treat Jimmy Garvin, it's like, maybe just stop booking them on TV and never mention it. Out of sight, out of mind is a thing in wrestling. I don't know if you realize that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, know I if it would have been a better strategy than this. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we got Nikita Koloff versus Tracy Smothers. Before the match, they showed, showed Nikita abusing Medusa from last week. Babyface here, folks. <laughs> Beating on a woman. Good God. The 90s were wild, and the 80s and 70s and beyond were too. Doc, any thoughts on this one? Wrong guy won. Oh, man. It's hard to watch Tracy during this era. She's been a, she's been a U.S. champ. Beat the Steiners. And then what happened? It's come to this. It's come to that. Yeah. And we're not far off from seeing him swinging on a porch in the Smoky Mountain Territory. All right. I got I got, I got, got nothing else from this one. But I'm going to play this next promo because I need to make your head explode. Yeah, that it's terrible. And let me just ask you, as you're watching it, let me look at something else. So get to, okay. Dude, we used to have that red and, and gray and yellow backdrop. Mm-hmm. It was nice looking. This shit looks like a sixth grade art project. I think like, that um, he's talking about the backdrop for where where yeah. Jim Ross does the promos. It used to look like I, a tire store. Now it looks like some glue and glitter and, and some kids did this. So when they first brought that out, when they first left Techwood, you and I had to talk about this. We thought, wow, that looks like the 90s. But it but it wasn't it was like early like it wasn't they left before the 90s. So before the uh, exact end of the 90s. But the thing was. We were like, man, that's actually kind of advanced for 1989, 1990, because it really looked like the later to mid 90s, that old sign, we, we thought at least back then. Now, it almost looks like they tried to fancy up the background, but it it looks like it was a fail. Because it looks like they tried to just paint WCW and they like put glitter on the letters. On this dull blue poster board i don't know i'm with you bro i'm with you any other thoughts on it you're right about this one let's listen to the champ let's listen to sting 
He's going to make Doc's head explode for the five millionth time here. Here it is. Sting, you got a busy week. Tomorrow night in the Omni against Arn Anderson in eight days on pay-per-view against Big Van Vader. Well, first of all, Arn, I know he's been complaining because this is not a title match, but Arn, I got news for you. In the Omni tomorrow night, I'm going to show up as though it is a world title match. In other words, I'm going to be full throttle. You better do the same. Eight days from now, the rematch has been signed. Great American Bash on pay-per-view with Big Van Vader, eight days away. Big Van Vader, all I gotta say about Vader is take a look at this right here. This fist right here is for me and all the pain and agony you caused me. This one right here is the biggie. This one right here is for all the stingers, little stingers behind me and all the pain and aggravation you called them. So I might just pop you once for me and pop you twice for the little stingers. And then when we got you laying down flat on the ground and that tongue is sticking out, I'm going to stomp on it and I'm going to twist it right into the ground. And oh yeah, the little stingers and me, <laughs> we can grind ever. So slowly. What? All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you're here with the champion of the world. And now let's go back up to Tony Gillum. <laughs> Why is he talking about grinding with children? <laughs> the scream at the end is phenomenal <laughs> before, after he said that. I hate you more than him for you doing this to me. <laughs> Look at that face he's making right there where I froze it. And look at Jim Ross's face. This is why you got to be on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Because you could watch the video versions of these. Oh, my <sighs> God. That was so bad. That was for you, Everett Star, because I know you love when Sting howls. Hit the tagline. Shit. <laughs> I don't even know what he said before he started talking he about know grinding. What he said. I don't know what he said before he started talking about grinding with the little stingers and the howl. That's how bad that was. Because that's all I remember is the howl and the grinding yeah. mention. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go to the main event of this week's episode, which is Rick Rude versus Jimmy Garvin. So, I mean, as you can see, the Freebirds are the U.S. champions. We sent Hayes out there to to put over Austin, which I guess there's nothing wrong with that. And now we're sending Garvin out there to do a job for Rude, which, I mean, in a nutshell, there's nothing wrong with Jimmy Garvin taking a pinfall of Rude, but this is the official burial of not only the Freebirds, but more importantly, Jimmy Garvin, because Garvin is about to become the, the member of the job squad. At least that was my memory. Uh, Doc, uh, let me, after Rude swivels his hips and dances and does all that thing. He also says, let me, uh, you simple-minded sweat hogs. Sounds like Stan Lane, huh? We got Nikita on color. Yeah, I said Uh, that. I said that. Yeah. How you say, Jim Ross? Jadota. Garvin looks defeated even when he walks out. Did you notice this match his, like should take longer than six minutes? Look at Garvin when he walks out. Yeah. Doesn't he look defeated? Little boo boo face, He's, maybe. 
He's got the boo-boo face. As Al, we got that from Al Snow and wrestlers. He's got the boo-boo face. He's just he knows. I mean, I want you to th- I want you to think about this. They went from Freebird Enterprises after they won those U.S. tag titles, and they've held you know they've had multiple title reigns since they've been there. They went from that and Freebird Enterprises to this that quickly. Think about how quick the burial be- like begins. We went from the phones ringing off the hook at Freebird Enterprises for these two to, to nah, there's a new sheriff in town. You're never, you're never on strong footing in this world, brother. I think I've either watched or read it was a uh, cost-cutting measure, at least for Garvin when he eventually leaves and not too many months off from that. So yeah. there's that, but you're right. You're never, you're never very, yeah, you hit it. You, you said it. They don't give him a lot of time either. That's why I said he kind of gets buried, but your thoughts on the match, if any, it was quick. Yeah. Well, you said five or six, you said six. I thought it was quicker than that, but, um, I mean, he doesn't like squash Jimmy Garvin. I don't want to give that impression, but you can tell it's, 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 about lights out time for for Garvin at this point. So the finish, uh, let me go to it, unless you have something before it. Nope. All right. So Garvin had Rude on the run, and Rude then hits Garvin with a knee um, as Garvin comes off the ropes. Rude then is going to hit the Rude Awakening, and Rude wins by pin. One, two, three. We are Jimmy Garvin, not many weeks after he took a pin. I mean, not many weeks after he won a title, is taking a pinfall uh, and being buried. Any other thoughts, Doc, before we go to the last part of this show? Let's go to the last part of this show. So Rude has some comments for Nikita after he pins Garvin. Here it is. As we take another look. Nikita, cool off! It's real easy to sit down there and shoot your mouth off. It's not quite so easy to get in here and back up what you say. Come on, Nikita Koloff. You say my belt means freedom to you? Well, step in the ring. Let's find out if you're man enough to set yourself free. Come on, Koloff. Well, Rude has just issued a challenge here, Nikita. We don't have to worry if he wants to get it up. Oh, hold on. Oh, come on, the ones like this, sir. If he wants to hook it up, we can hook it up. Well, there you come off leaving the interview area, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and they go off air. I thought the funniest part of that was Nikita. How you say, and then he's like, oh, I think Bill Watts wants me to say, hook it up <laughs> in my broken English. Any thoughts? I liked it. Yeah. Let's get in the ring and fight. Yeah, do you um? Can you feel it here? How there's like change happening with Watts coming in? Like, yeah, is it palpable to feel? Yes, hundred percent. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. I was wondering, like, if you felt the same as I did. As we're going to talk about that here as we switch to the uh, grading part of this. All right, so let's do that. We're gonna. Hand out the ratings and the toot toot award. 
and all that good stuff. Before we do so, I do want to once again wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, New Year coming, all that good stuff. If you don't celebrate the 25th, well, have a good 25th then. I don't care. Do whatever floats your boat. But more importantly, become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT is the way to access all of our Patreon content, 400 plus exclusive shows, including all the video versions of the shows that Doc and Harper and I do. Great way to support the show and, again, get tons of extra content, including the Wrestlers Netflix docuseries shows that Doc and I have uh, hopefully recently wrapped up by the time you're listening to this. All of that available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc, let's rate it. Hand out the toot toot. Maybe give out some reverse ratings with the flowers like we talked about last week. What do you have? Rate it. I feel a change. I feel it watch his hand on this. And I'm going to be honest with you. I like it. Here's why. We had two get them in the ring and start swinging on people, which I appreciate. We had Rude versus Garvin. We had Hayes versus Austin. We had Eaton versus Z-Man. These aren't prelim matches. We had the opening match with four names. Well, three names and Matt Bourne. Um... We saw a lot of different guys. We got a lot of different people featured. And Barbarian came back. We're fighting. We're simplifying things. You're not going to agree with me, but I'm giving this an A for a long episode. That is interesting. Um, I I can't give it an A. I'll give it a B plus. I like what they did with like Austin and Wyndham. And even though I, you know, the free birds are getting buried, you know, it's probably, I mean, it is the right thing. Austin is the TV champion. He's got to beat Hayes. If they're going to put him in there, they are exposing us to, to talent and, you know, having steamboat and Armstrong getting some wins and cactus, obviously. So there's nothing wrong there. That opening match was the shits Valentine Slater and Josh and Bagwell. It just, they were going through the motions. I can't give it an A. I, I I can give it a B plus. So then, who gets your two two award? That's that's a interesting one if you ask me. I'm gonna go with with Austin because he cut a promo. He worked two matches basically, and he was out there working hard. I want to give it to Gordy, but I feel like I need to give it to Austin as well. I lean towards Gordy, but I think it's got to, I do think it's got to go to Austin. Cause what happened with him was kind of real. Like he's trying to be a heel thinking Barry's not going to come out and Barry comes out. So there's good book in there. And then they have a match. That's not a match. He puts Barry over, but doesn't put Barry over and it. It really looks good for the baby face and the heel. They both did good business there. So I'm going to agree with you. All right. Does anybody get flowers? Like who's your, and to remind you, if you get flowers, that's not a good thing. Cause doc and I hate the term giving out flowers in 2023 and 2024 or whenever you're listening to this. I think it's sting, bro. <laughs> sting get that flowers. Ow! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Hold on, Doc. Here it is. So slowly. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you're here with the champion of the world. And 
All right. All right. Anything else, Doc? <laughs> I'll give Sting my flowers, too, for that segment. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm amusing myself now. You need to get a hold of yourself. <laughs> All right, everybody. So... Uh, before we get out of here, once again, become a patron. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. We don't run ads on this show. The only ads or, or the only the people the people who sponsor this show are the patrons because there are no ads. And in return, we put out a lot of Patreon content as well for you to listen to on Patreon. So, again, if you want to give us a Merry Christmas, Patreon at TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. And again, for about another week or so. If you go annual, whether you're a current patron month to month or you sign up new and go annual, you'll get two months free on Patreon. Um, Doc, I uh, guess that's it, man. You got anything else before we ride off on the Kawasaki Mule? No, let me go. Okay. Mike, if you, love somebody, note, you, have, to, if you love somebody, you have to set them free. Okay. Hit the tagline, Doc. Let's wrap this up and roll. Book it, bitch.